Well, hello, Andre here. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. I trust that you are well, that you are making good decisions in this time. I have been personally snacking way too much, and so I really need to cut that out, get some good exercise in, so that I can still fit into my shirts uh, post-circuit breaker. Now, while ago, I was chatting with a friend and a mentor, someone who is further along in ministry than I am, and just talking to him about this whole COVID situation and um, trying to get some insight into how do I better pastor people in this time and how do I uh, you know, make sure that my heart is in uh, a good spot, a good place to lead spiritually uh, in this time. And he gave me some really good advice. You know, He said, the best pastor I can be for my people, uh, for our congregation and our community, is to be a pastor that is well rested, emotionally healthy, and have uh, enough margin uh, in life in my schedule to be able to give time and space to people who uh, really need it. And that is such sound advice, right? Because, you know, I remember the first couple of weeks when the situation really developed, I was working nonstop trying to get a bunch of stuff uh, settled and trying to push different things out. The staff along with me were working really long hours and I would say none of us were really well rested in that time and you know things begin to get angsty i begin to notice that uh, i was getting very grumpy very irritable more than usual and uh, i was just picking up all these bad habits again eating really late not sleeping enough and not adjust you know and so uh, i was then i decided no i needed to make sure that i was paying attention to my body my soul and my heart even in this time that uh, I, no matter how immersed in spiritual activity and readings uh, as, as I am, am still susceptible to uh, unhealth, to uh, being affected by the climate that is around us in this time. And so, you know, I began this habit of ending my day with a time of reflection. This could be with a journal or uh, practicing the prayer of examine, uh, different different ways, you know, I would try to debrief my day uh, by myself with the guidance of the Spirit of God. And I realized uh, that one of the things that has really creeped up in this time is this sense of comparison. You know, I would find myself waking up uh, in the day with thoughts of inadequacy, just feeling immensely insecure about myself, about my role and how I was doing. Uh, I would spend a good part of Sunday afternoon just watching different church services, their live streams, and comparing myself with them, the preaching quality, the production quality, and more often than not, uh, you know, I, I would do so uh, trying to uh, take down notes on how we can improve, but more often than not, I would leave just feeling really lousy about myself. And I, I don't know how many of you have felt uh, this sense of comparison even emerging in your heart in this time. And one of the reasons why I believe that it has become such a big thing for me is because I all of a sudden I have so much time, so much space to look at what people are doing, how well they are doing, how much they have, how further along they are, and 
also with this amount of time, I'm beginning to be a bit more introspective than I usually am, which isn't a bad thing to begin with, but too much of that, and if it's unguided, if it's uh, really driven by insecurity, it can lead you down a really dark path as well. We're all familiar with that quote, that line from Theodore Roosevelt that goes, comparison is the thief of joy. It is the thief of joy. It robs you of happiness. It robs you of a peaceful internal state. It shakes up your internal world unlike anything else. Comparison really drives you into a place of despair, of uh, sadness, of grief. I think of that verse from Galatians chapter 6, starting from verse 4. Paul says this, Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. And how often we forget that, that to each one, to each person, we are accorded or afforded our own load, our own mandate, our own call. To each is given his or her own measure of grace. Because if you think about it, comparison really is the root of most of the misery we feel in life. Comparison makes it impossible to view ourselves from any sort of godly perspective. It is an absolute snare for the human soul. Let's consider what comparison does to our view of others. First, when we compare ourselves with those we perceive to be better than we are in in any given area of life, the comparison produces a sense of inferiority and insecurity. And whenever we see these people, they become reminders that we don't have what it takes and are failing or falling behind. Then we feel that we must toil and strive to keep up. Yet the harder we try to do that, the more we are caught in this vicious cycle of despair. Then comparison erodes our sense of worth and self-esteem. And it has a flip side, right? When we compare ourselves with people we perceive to be inferior to us, then we are filled with this sense of superiority. The people around us become constant reminders of how good we are and how well we are doing. And the judgment and pride begins to creep in. Leon Bolton puts it this, this way, Our sense of identity is held captive by the judgments of those we live among. If they are amused by our jokes, we grow confident in our power to amuse. If they praise us, we develop an impression of high merit. And if they avoid our gaze when we enter a room or look impatient after we've reviewed our occupation, we may fall into feelings of self-doubt and worthlessness. Living by comparison produces a fragile soul. And perhaps what God is doing in some of us in this time is to produce a kind of internal world to mature our soul into a place of strength, of security in God's word, in God's calling and grace that is given us in our lives. And it's also an invitation for us to bear in deeper into experiencing God, to discover this unique identity, this unique mission, purpose, and design that He had in mind for our lives from the dawn of creation. The Bible tells us that we are God's workmanship, that He fashioned us. The word used to describe that is the word 
poema, which is where we get the word poem from. So you think song, you think creative art piece, masterpiece. That is what God and the writers of the Bible has in mind when they think about you and me. We're not just some mass-produced lookalike. You and I, we're unique, we are crafted, we are fashioned, and we are made to be on the planet to reveal the glory of our Creator in our own unique manner, unique expression, unique arenas. And when we compare and when we choose to fashion our lives after somebody else instead of discovering God's unique purpose and intent for our lives, first of all, we are robbed of joy, of deep satisfaction. But beyond that, we are also robbed of living out our truest intent and purpose. So let's think about it. What would it look like? What would happen to our spiritual confidence, so to speak, our joy, our peace, our contentment? If we began to live out the staggering truths that we're uniquely fashioned, created, we are God's, workmanship what if we stopped measuring ourselves based on what we see on social media and in the lives of our friends of our colleagues and let the truth of god's word and god's intent over our lives shape our path what would happen if we lived for the upward call and made that call instead of horizontal comparison being the measure of your success perhaps in this time we ought to fast from comparison, to discipline our heart, our mind, our eyes, to fast, to run away, to flee from all that seeks to draw us into a place of comparison. It might be fasting social media. It might be bridling that insatiable need and desire to produce more and more, such that you can say, I have done a lot in this time. And what will it look like for us to fast from comparison and feast on biblical identity, to feast on God's truth, on God's words over us, on scripture, to move us into a place of freedom and delight? Ronald Roja is probably my favorite Catholic thinker and theologian, says this about comparison. He says that living for the expectations of others, living for others, creates what he calls a cancerous restlessness. And he goes on to say that so much of our unhappiness comes from comparing our lives, our friendships, our loves, our commitments, our duties, our bodies, and our sexuality to some idealized and non-Christian vision of things, which falsely assures us that there is a heaven on earth. When that happens, and it does, our tensions begin to drive us mad, in this case, to a cancerous restlessness. And we see this kind of restlessness all through the world, and sadly, even in the church, even among the most mature of believers, we see this kind of restlessness that is expressed in comparison in eyes that wander to and fro, searching for people, for things, for achievements, to bring us this deep sense of security that we're all longing for, but will honestly never find in earthly temporal things. It is only found when we are intimately acquainted with our Creator 
and understand his unique design over us, his creations. That is where we begin to find security, we find purpose, and beyond that we find joy, peace, contentment, satisfaction, flourishing. And that is the vision of the Christian life of the kingdom that Jesus so promises to all of his followers through scripture and the necessary step that all his followers have to take is to rid ourselves of comparison and in this time it is the easiest for us to compare but I will also say that it is the easiest for us to bear deeper into God his vision for our lives and be free from the snare of comparison and i pray that over your lives that in this time that you won't be driven into a place of despair by constantly reminding yourselves of how you're lacking and how you're not enough but you'll be driven into a place of encounter of deepening your understanding your revelation of your identity as a son or a daughter of the most high god and that is where you find your security your rest and your joy and so let's spend a moment this morning to just center our hearts our minds our souls on the truth of god's word that we are indeed his workmanship that we are seated with jesus christ in the heavenly realms that we can approach god with freedom with confidence that we are free from any condemnation that's been brought against us that we are the branch of jesus christ part of his true vine part of his life that we've been chosen and appointed by god we've been justified and now because of the work of jesus we are united with him and are one with him in the spirit and the things of the world may seek to convince us that we are not worth anything that we have every reason and every right to doubt our self-worth based on how much we have accomplished or how little we have accomplished but the cross jesus christ his life that was freely given for you and i says differently it says that we are worth not just something but we are worth the highest possible price that can be paid we are worth his life and so let's take a moment this morning to sit in god's love for us and how worthy he thinks that we are and let's allow the love of god to rid us of the snares of comparison and let's find security in his love in his words over us let's take a moment this morning Awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. Let me pray for you even as you begin your day. Father, we thank you for how you've created us, that you have molded us, that you have fashioned us uniquely, that you have designed us with such purpose and intent.
in your heart. And God, we pray for the moments where we are tempted to compare, where we are tempted to draw our sense of security and self-worth in people, in things, in accomplishments, that you'll remind us that your son's life that was freely given for all of us on the cross says that we are worthy. And in many ways in this life, we have nothing to prove because God says we are worthy. And God, we pray for these moments where we are tempted to compare, that instead of burying in deeper into comparison, we would dive deeper into discovering, God, your will, your purpose, your intent, your design for our lives. God, we ask that you help us, speak to us this day. We pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I hope that you are blessed. I'll see you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.